Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Today's episode of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast is brought to you by Texan Senior Residential Care Homes, ATD Painting, and Performance Food Group. Texan Senior Residential Care Homes, senior care at its best with a family atmosphere. Obviously, if all seniors had the option, they would be living at home, but sometimes that isn't always possible. Well, guess what? That is where Texan Senior Residential Care Homes comes into the picture. Texan specializes in making its facilities as close to a home living experience as possible. I'm talking full living room, kitchen, dining room, cable TV, music, games, fireplace, you name it. Texan Senior Residential Care Homes has it. They've even got home-cooked meals by experts. It's an extra throw-in. Not only that, there are no move-in fees, no visitation restrictions, so your loved ones are free to stop by and visit anytime they please. Texan Senior Residential Care Homes are located at I-635 in Marsh Lane in Dallas, right near Carrollton. For more info, you can call 469-400-7650. Texan Senior Residential Care Homes. And now, let's podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast. My name is Matt Welch. I'm the sports editor of Star Local Media, and I am being joined by Taylor Raglan and Kendrick Johnson. And gentlemen, let's dive into the latest week of high school football. As has been the case um, for the second half of our podcast each week, we're going to touch on what was voted on by y'all as the game of the week. Then we're going to quick hit some of the other marquee matchups within our coverage area. First off, thank you to everybody who voted in the game of the week poll uh, Monday and Tuesday. A, a very competitive one. This one was a uh, kind of a three-horse race for, uh, for a good little yeah. while. You know, shout out to the folks at uh, Hebron and Capel for a lively turnout. Ditto for Frisco Lone Star and Frisco Wakeland. But a special shout out to the folks up in McKinney. North because McKinney North versus Texarkana Texas High that is our game of the week. It's uh, the Bulldogs have been on the cusp. You know, the McKinney North has been in the uh, game of the week poll quite a bit already this season, <laughs> and they've always been in the mix, finished second, third, whatnot. But this week they get the uh, the spotlight all of themselves. So a nice little uh, nice little District Seven Five A Division One tilt between them and Texas High. This game is going to be Friday seven o'clock out at McKinney ISD Stadium. So let's uh, yeah let's break this one down. A game where uh, between two teams who after last week, I would say they're both. Uh, I don't know. Is it? I don't know if it's safe to say that it's in must-win territory, but it's pretty close. <laughs> Speaking of folks, folks mentioned this morning, they're treating this as a must-win mm. because this is a district you do not want to go down zero and two. And I, I've reported on from non-district to summer. I mean non-district off-season to summer that coming into from non-district that with this being so much travel, like you got travel that you ain't see in playoffs sometimes. Yeah. Protecting home field is a key. So even though North lost last week to Sherman, they have to protect MISD Stadium because every game that you lose at home will come back and bite you. You don't want to have to be having to travel out to Tyler with a must win and get into the playoffs in week nine or week ten. You don't want that. You don't want those problems. And this is a game where um, you know between two teams that the records. I mean the numbers are kind of similar on paper at least just from a you know North is three and two zero and one in district. Um, you know Texas High is uh, is two and three zero and one in district. Both teams coming off very uh, lopsided games and not in their favor last week. Um, you know John Tyler dealt Texas High a, a vicious whooping a, a fifty one to thirteen loss in their district opener and then North um, which had a bit of momentum from its uh, its non district campaign they took a hard one against uh, against Sherman fifty nine to twenty. 
21. Um, I mean, let's focus on North, you know, since they're the team that we cover and whatnot. But yeah, that was a, a bit of a surprising result, one that I'm pretty sure that we would not have forecasted yeah. <laughs> heading into the district slate. So with North, um, just kind of what were your takeaways from that game, Kendrick? Basically, everything that could go wrong went wrong. We have muff kicks turning into touchdowns. 50-yard screenplays. I think even more importantly is um, star quarterback Cam Constantine suffered a concussion early in the game, mm-hmm. and he's not just like just a key player. He's an emotional yeah. leader, so that kind of that kind of felt throughout oh, the yeah. team. He is the to, engine for that offense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and just for that team, everybody mm-hmm. feeds off of him. So when they saw him go down, I think that 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 kind of like it all snowballed. One one of the coaches told me he woke up the next day. It's like. That really just happened. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was, it was a it was a rough night for the Bulldogs. But it's kind of one of those things like they flush it away and they refocus. Mm-hmm. And a, 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 long, a little stat that they don't want they don't want, I have to do research to get this one. <laughs> they don't talk about this. Count last week. That's the eighth year in a row. That's going back past Ronald Jones that North has lost their district opener. Wow. So in a weird way, it's good they used to be in this situation. Yeah, I guess they're something just since I've been covering. I'm like that when their district opener. I went yeah. back. They go all the way back to '09. Really? That's yeah. no. They've never won a district over. No, they have like a season in eight years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. God, that is wild. Like the eight years that they won a district over. So, fortunately from from the Bulldogs and Coach Fetching them, they're used to this. This is what they do every year, like literally, and they still get to the playoffs majority yeah, of the time for sure. With um with Constantine, so it sounds like it's kind of up in the air. Up in the air, be a game time decision. Like literally, they won't know until seven o'clock Friday night if he's playing. They got they have a capable backup in Dylan Markowitz, but the key for me is. Um, um, uh, Markowitz is not as athletic as Cam, so we'll see what they do with the offense because mm-hmm. they kind of got to shift it because the zone read is kind of nullified by that. Yeah, Markowitz more of a traditional pocket passer. Six four, two ten, has a rifle of an arm. Mm-hmm. He's a kid that getting the rhythm that can't pick you apart, but it's kind of it'll be a lot different. He's getting all the reps this week, so we'll see. Yeah, and that could work to their advantage. The fact that it's doesn't it's not going to be a surprise to him yeah. that he's having to be thrust into right. action kind of on the fly. He is going to have that full week of practice to go through and just get acclimated to running the first team. So, Coach, Coach Fetching them um, credit. They they've been giving him some series like Cam will like just from simply running the ball like ten or twelve times. We'll have a series where he'll take a break and Markowitz has work, worked in in the non district almost at least two to three series a game. So he had a little time versus like last week. It's like yeah. it's your show. So he has experience. He's not the typical backup that's. Okay, what I do here? So, right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's somebody that's ready to thrive in that thing because yeah. he's been looking for opportunity. Well, they have the chance to game plan too, which is you know sometimes a, a huge edge. Like you said, it's not going to be a surprise. It's not a oh I didn't expect to play tonight, and all of a sudden I'm in. I mean that that works for the coaches as well. If you have a week where you know that hey you know we're 75 percent, and I'm not speaking actually for them. I don't know what yeah. the percentages are, but if they say okay, the majority percentage chances, you know we're going with the backup this week. How do we morph our offense and change our offense to best take advantage of that instead of, okay, Mr. Backup, go run the first team offense like the starter does, which is, you know, not usually a, a good plan of attack. One of the uh, one of the few cases where I know the two quarterback system can kind of be a bit of a hot topic as far as just how effective it can be, but I guess this is a case where it kind of works yeah. in yeah. the advantage. They, they did it a, lo- a little bit last year too, so it's yeah. not like a it's not a political move like in other schools or situations. So both uh, both quarterbacks know. I, even earlier this year against Nor- uh, McKinney High, they had Markowitz quarterback and he was throwing to Constantine as a receiver. So they they, they they're good at moving and being creative. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Coach Harden; they have one of the most creative offenses I've seen. Yeah. But the uh, main thing this year is to see 
how the defense, which has been playing lights yeah. out, how they respond to last week. Coach Villarreal and them, Rit Du, uh, our, our topic about Sunday Spotlight, doing a great job building a foundation. Rit Du and looked at from, hey, what we got to do to get better. And they've been getting better each week until last week. So it's going to be hard to see what happens this week after last week to see if they make adjustments or it's going to be very interesting. You do wonder where that unit is at just mentally because, like you said, I mean, that the improvements that North had made were justified. I mean, you look at some of the numbers. I mean, them holding, what was it, Frisco Wakeland to 17 points, mm-hmm. Rockwall Heath to 22, McKinney to 13. Um, I mean, even Justin Northwest, which scored yeah, thir- 31, which, I mean, that game in the past has been a game that's been decided up in the 40s and the 50s. And two key things yeah. is in the North game against Justin Northwest and the game in Against uh, Rockwall Heath, the defense had to make stops to preserve the victory in the final drive. Something that was, uh, you saw people about to have heart attacks last year. Right. This year, people feel confident yeah. and they got the job done and sealed it with the turnover, a fumble in the Northwest game and an interception um, against. Uh, that was an interception both game. Interception against Northwest and an interception against um, Heath. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't happen last year. Yeah. So there's definitely results. But nobody's seen them get popped in the mouth and respond. So that's why I'm interested. Yeah, in. that's because, I mean, you look that's at... a question mark. It was a, a massive one because that Sherman performance really kind of came out of nowhere when yeah. you look at just what Sherman had done That's the best game of the year. Like, I looked up, they hadn't had, like, 100-yard rusher. They almost had three. <laughs> they, yeah. they had 95, I mean, they had 115 and 116. And the crazy thing is, it was one guy 16 k one guy 15, one guy 14. So they were just spreading it around. Yeah. I mean, 335 total yards on the ground allowed by McKinney North, 506 overall. And, yeah, I mean, so it's just the, the question is, which what, what is the real McKinney North defense? Right. Is it the one that showed during non-district? Was it just the simple fact that this team just has a real tough go in the first game of district play, apparently? <laughs> or on the road. They're making yeah. so far. <laughs> but, um the uh, a big help to the defense. I forget his first name. Chris, the, um, he was a sophomore all district linebacker last mm-hmm. year. He came back and that's helping him out a okay. lot. He, um, I think his name's Carson. Chris, he um, just him being on there. He's kind of like their Sean Lee. They respond to him mm-hmm. because people lined up and all that good stuff. So he makes the little things that you don't see from the stands that help out the team. So mm-hmm. hopefully, with him being back in a full go, that will help them out a ton. And them being back at home. I think yeah. is, is a big deal, too. I mean, you, you start the year with, you know, two wins in a row at home. They're 2-0 and at home, and then you go on the road three straight weeks, including against Sherman, which you talked about the travel factor in this district. It's it's one of the shorter trips, but still an hour or so, depending on traffic. So it's still not easy. So, I mean, it, it, it may be a case where the Bulldogs are, are just ready to ready to get back home and have somebody else come to them, man. Yeah, if you're, if you're in District uh, 758 Division One. You gotta if you went on the road, you doing something because it's definitely like usually like it's like protect home field. You have to look cliches. This one that's not that big a deal because who wants to travel have to travel two hours right. knowing you got to win this game yeah. just to get into the playoffs to make another two hour trip. Yep. <laughs> At least when you're making the playoffs, you're playing somebody on a neutral site. Right. You don't got that noise in this district. I'd be curious to look up when the last time Texas High had to play a game in the Dallas area. I think yeah. it's probably been with them just based all the way out in out in East Texas. You mean, like here, that? You mean like playoffs? Or like just period. Because playoffs, playoffs, they played um, Highland Park last year. I think at Jerry World. Okay, well there you they, go. They, 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 they actually came close. They was like, I think um, Jerry Jones' grandson had to throw a touchdown like in the last minute. They yeah. were, it's 56-49 mm-hmm. shootout, but oh, yeah, they, they, they they graduated a lot of speed. Their problem is this year, 
um, from the little huddle I see, they have individual speed, but they don't have team speed. And usually they have like some running backs that can go or some DBs. Now they have ADB, a receiver, but they don't have a collection. So that's going to be that's the difference from the regular Texas kind of high that we're used to seeing traditionally. Yeah, this this Texas high team. We can talk a little bit about them and just what's kind of in store for McKinney North because on paper this is a team that heading into the season was kind of unanimously projected to be a mm-hmm. top two, top three team in the district. And yeah. so far, um, obviously, again they've had just one they've had one district game and it was against a team that I think is the projected favorite yeah. to win that yeah. district in John Tyler. But no even, shame in that score. Even prior to that, I mean, this is a team. That that I think the results don't necessarily line up with what the you know the expectations were coming into the season for the Tigers. Um, the offense was kind of expected to be the uh, you know kind of the anchor yeah. for that team with the experience they had back six returning starters um, among the more explosive in the district. But so far, um, just three hundred and six point eight yards averaged, twenty parts, twenty two point four points averaged. They've already been held to fourteen points or less three times in five games. So, I mean, it's. Uh, I, you look at where the uh, I guess the problem might lie. I mean, they do have the experience back at quarterback with uh, with Colton Clack. He's um and he's so far you know thousand forty four yards. You know about fifty four percent completion percentage, eleven touchdowns, two picks. But it sounds like pass protection might be an issue for this team. They got sacked. He got sacked seven times last week against John Tyler. And on the year, he's only averaging one point six yards per carry, which typically means you're getting tackled behind the line of scrimmage quite a bit. Uh, the, the, their pass protection is key. Um, Landon Till. And then we'll have a field day. North Chief's line is pretty solid. Yeah. And their linebackers with Chris, Coach Fetchy's son, Max, he's been a very good, timely outside blitzer. Like he's that guy. It don't look like he's doing something until he brings mm-hmm. you down and he gets that sack. Because against Northwest, they blitzed on third downs on like 75% of them and got home on three of them. And that changed flip really? position. Um, as far as other guys to keep an eye on for Texas High, you've got their running back, Chris Sutton, who's, um you know, who averaged right around five yards a carry last year. He's been a little bit slower out of the gates again. It could be a blocking thing, but he's only averaging around three and a half this year. Oh. So, um, and he was—I mean, he's also a factor in the uh, you know in the passing game. He doubles as their leading receiver reception-wise. He's got 14 catches. Um, their leading receiver is Miles Washington. He's got 12 catches for 337 yards, three mm-hmm. touchdowns. Uh, Kobe Webster, another big play receiver, 14 catches, 205, and four touchdowns. They've got three receivers that already have receptions of 70 yards plus on the season. So, mm-hmm. so the, big can, play, the big plays, yeah, they can hit you big if you if they catch the other secondary napping for sure. Um, defensive. Though it's been um it's been a bit of a chore. That was a unit that was hit hard by graduation. They only had three starters coming back. That's yeah, so they got to graduate, and I think they three or four were D one, so they had superior talent yeah. inside of the wall. And um you know heading into the season, their um I guess their their projected top rece- receiver heading into the year was Chris Lyles, um, who averaged right around you know ten yards a catch last year for them. I believe he had thirty you know thirty catches, a little over three hundred yards. Um, but it sounds like he's being used exclusively in the secondary this season, um as a uh, as a DB and, and on special teams for that matter. He's currently their leading tackle. Tackler with 30 tackles, got a couple pass deflections. But um, so far, though, the numbers have not. I mean, you look at those, you know, some of their scores so far. I mean, you mentioned, I mean, I mentioned 51 to 13 against John Tyler. And when they've lost, they've lost yeah, hard this say, year. Yeah, there's there's no, no middle ground for them this yeah. season. <laughs> you look, I mean, their opener, 56 to 7 loss to Pflugerville Hendrickson, a Hendrickson yeah. team that did have a pretty solid playoff year, season last year. So, you know, no shame in that. Uh, Kilgore, um, a perennially strong team in 4, albeit they're, you know, 1 and 4, I believe, this season. So that wow. result was a little, little alarming. But 
but um, they lost 42 to 14 to Kilgore. Yep. Overall in the season, they're giving up 43.8 points per game, and they've allowed at least 35 in every contest. So I'll say like North from last year. When you factor in, yeah, what happened with North last week against Sherman, I mean, this game could very well be just whoever has the ball last. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, shit. Now you wonder. I mean, hey, maybe that's back in McKinney North's comfort zone. <laughs> yeah. The, the the Cam Constantine injury is the key thing for mm-hmm. me because if they have their full system. I, I feel comfortable with them, but the the, the, the I don't know factor that's, is a big thing. It's a big thing. So let's um yeah, that's a little bit of backstory on these two teams. So ultimately, guys, where do we where do we fall in this one? Who are we picking? Silence. <laughs> Silence. I'll go ahead and go first. That's fine. I believe I was, I believe I was. I believe I was. Believe I was the only person to take yeah. McKinney North in this okay. one on the picket line. I think. Explain uh, yourself. I'm kidding. I. I mean, I. I think I've touched on kind of the things that that led me to this pick. I think this pick came down um, a lot to whether you think the Sherman game was kind of a blip on the radar mm-hmm. or you know more indicative of of a serious issue. And I think right now we don't have enough information or enough data to say that you know this is the McKinney North defense as opposed to the first four games where they were you know where they were great um, I think that the travel factor is, is a big deal that is a long bus ride um, out to McKinney North uh, McKinney North has been good at home like I said 2-0 at home um, and and for me it just it, it comes down to um, you know Texarkana's you know score lines I think that you know, like we said, there's no shame in losing John Tyler and Hendrickson. That's not yeah. the the losses are not the issue. It's the way in which they're losing these games. It's the the lopsided scores that that are, are a little concerning for them. So just with all those factors, with McKinney North being the home team, getting to hang out and, and let them take a two and a half hour bus ride to them, um, and and kind of getting back on track. I think after the the blowout and unexpected loss uh, last week, I mm-hmm. like I said, I think I was the only one to take North. So mm-hmm. give me the Bulldogs. I'm picking a close defeat for the Bulldogs for the simple reason of Cam Constantine's health has too many changes, I think, on offense. And it would be, in years past, they've had a, a Lamar Lucas, as you know, in the last oh, couple yeah, years, yeah. who's the second all-time leading rusher in the school history. They don't have that bell cow. This is a game where if you have that bell cow, it's like, hey, you're that guy. We give you 25 times. Take us while our key quarterback is injured. They don't have that guy. Hunter Shea and Manny Fincher have done a good job, but they don't got that guy that can go get them 200 like they had with Lamar. And this is a game you need that guy. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's why I think they're going to – I got full confidence the defense will respond and not have a bad performance two, two weeks in a row because what I'm seeing is like, I don't like, these are the guys, where were we here? I'm at coach a couple times, like, what was he at last year? <laughs> so I have confidence, but I think it's going to be a low scoring, like a 23-20, really? 17-20 game. Mm-hmm. But they get the short end of the stick because they don't got that guy that can just take the um, load off Markowitz because without the zone read, that's part of what makes North North. They can catch in the zone read, and then when you hug in, they got Frazier, they got one of these these um, receivers that are starting to thread, and they hit you deep, and they score real quick. So it's going to be hard to do when you know there's no threat of a run. This could be, and yeah, that's where I think a lot of the onus is going to fall on Hunter Shea to be the to be that guy. As far I mean, look at I mean, look at the numbers. Actually, him and Emmanuel Fincher, it's almost like a fifty fifty split, and both of them have I mean, right around five yards per carry. So like they're both doing a good job, yeah. but they're just like they don't they don't got that. Like Lamar Lucas, you know, you gonna get one fifty regarding they playing Prosper, regardless they playing Carrollton Newman Smith. Mm-hmm. He was gonna deliver, but like I said, this is the second all team league rusher in the program, so it's not fair to compare them to yeah. this guy. Um, let's see. So as far as where I lean on this one, um. 
that I don't know if it's just an overreactionary pick to that what happened with Sherman last week. Well, that's what I said. It comes down that's, to how you feel about yeah. the game. If you and think it's indicative or part what? of that with um, I mean, because that's yeah, I'm just looking at what Sherman had done prior to that. I mean, they scored 21 points against Fort Worth Brewer, 19 against Frisco Liberty, seven against Justin Northwest. I mean, this is not an offense that's going up there and just hanging 50 on just anybody. <laughs> no. In the past, they've been capable of yeah. that, but not this season. So. Just between that and I don't know. I mean, I I mean, my, the last time I saw McKinney North in person was that Highland Park game, and yeah, that, that, I, that's obviously a bit on the extreme side as yes. far as. But um, but I know, yeah. I mean, North's you know that the the reputation behind North's defense, and this is a very much a nice prove you know prove it game as they look to bounce back. But I mean, it's I might just be working off of just kind of the. the you know, previous history of McKinney North's defense, but when I saw them, you know, give up that much to Sherman, that oh boy, that's some of. I, I fear that some of the old habits might be creeping up, and I believe that you know Texas High is a bit more of a, a bit more firepower than than Sherman by a considerable margin, even though the uh, the numbers might not necessarily align, you know, have aligned to that you know to that standpoint up to this point in the season. So, yeah, I just uh, I don't know. That's was enough to make me go for. I'm surprised this one was as lopsided as it yeah, was. Honestly, it's one so, of those games where because when I when looking up the numbers, I mean, it wasn't. I mean, none of the numbers just immediately just flew off yeah. the page in favor of Texas High in this matchup. This does feel like a very much kind of a coin flip in this game. I think North if they if they can hit their average, they average like to a 37, 38 points a game. Mm-hmm. They can win this game, yeah. but yeah. they don't have to. I don't think they can score that much this week without everything full go. Who do you think needs this win more? Oh, North do because they still have to see. John Tyler, they still mm-hmm. have to see Poteet. Yeah. It's definitely a must win for the Bulldogs. And like I said, this is a home game. You cannot give away home games yep. regardless yep. of who you are. Because that means you're going to have to win somebody's house yep. in the cold weather late in November and be on some bus two hours away knowing your playoff lines on the line. I don't want yep. I don't, I don't wanna be. I don't want that smoke. The, o, the O1 definitely looks better for, for Texarkana just because of who they lost to. Yeah. So, I like mean, it's, just by it, virtue of it's that. It's unlikely. Like, if John Tyler is what we think they are, yeah. they're going to be in that top two in the district. Whereas for North now, you have to think of, like, kind of big, like, long term the tiebreaker picture yep. and now you got to stay away from Sherman because you don't want I mean the max yep. the max tiebreaker in a uh, you know in that lopsided loss to the uh, to the Bearcats you don't want anything to have to do with that as far as making or breaking your playoff chances yeah. if it comes down to tiebreakers late in the season so um yeah that's a that's a look at um kind of where we're all at on Texas High versus McKinney North uh voted on as the game of the week by all and um, let's see we had a chance to uh, to catch up with one of these standout defensive players for McKinney North as they look to bounce back from last week just to catch up with linebacker Ezra Gore to chat a bit about the Bulldogs season thus far and the big game on Friday against Texas High and we will see what Ezra had to say after a word from this sponsor Let's take a quick break to talk about ATD painting. Whether it's painting, staining, carpentry, residential, commercial, interior, exterior, if you need it painted, ATD painting has got you covered. At ATD painting, their goal is to provide a home improvement experience that is a great value, trouble-free, and enjoyable. And painting is really just kind of scratching the surface as to what they uh, as to what these appointments entail. For ATD painting's interior projects, things like painting, wall repair, ceiling repair, they'll make sure that your floors and furniture protected and that everything is all cleaned up afterwards. For exterior projects, not only will they do the painting, but they will hand scrape loose paint, reattach loose boards, recalk windows or doors, plus much more. Not only that, if you visit their website right now, atdpainting.com, you can find a coupon for $200 off a complete exterior purchase. Um, Once again, ATD Painting, 
They've got four locations in the Metroplex, including in Plano and Louisville. For more information, call 972-694-8888 or visit atdpainting.com. That is ATD Painting. Check it out to see just how affordable professional painting can be. And now, let's get back to the podcast. We are out here at McKinney North High School talking with Ezra Gore, a senior linebacker for the McKinney North Bulldogs. McKinney North prepping for uh, for a big game Friday night against Texas High out of Texarkana. First off, Ezra, thank you for taking the time to chat with us today. No problem. So um, we're uh, we're officially I guess halfway through the season. Um, up to this point, McKinney North is three and two, so more highs than lows. Um, how would you kind of assess the first half of the season for the Bulldogs? Uh, I think uh, we had a lot of success in the beginning. Uh, last game, of course, we weren't very happy with, but I think that we can bounce back because I think this whole season we've shown our, uh, just our resiliency coming back uh, down a few at halftime every game we just fight and that's what I just love about our team so I'm really proud of what we've done the first half of the season but it's not about how you, it's not about how you start but it's how you finish you mentioned you know looking to bounce back on defense obviously the game against Sherman you know a game that uh, you know didn't necessarily go according to plan um, when you guys sat down and looked at the uh, the film from that game what kind of jumped out about that game against Sherman that was so different from previous games um, they just really schemed us really well and uh, so we're going to make some adjustments this week and we're going to play a lot harder. Uh, we probably realized as a team that we didn't give the full effort that we should have last week. So this week we came out, I have a different mindset and a different uh, mode. And we're just out here and going to Texas. We're just going to take it to them with everything that we have. So kind of building off of then, how does this defense bounce back on, uh, on Friday? We bounce back by playing every play like it's our last play. We can't take any plays off. We have to look at our assignments and trust what the coaches teach us. And um, I just learned this yesterday, but apparently district openers have just been pretty tricky for McKinney North in the past for whatever reason so I mean uh, you guys have been in the uh, the I guess the 0-1-1 hold to start district beforehand so do you at least kind of take pause in that the fact that the the team has worked out of the situation before yes these years yes I have no worries or no concerns about the team because I know that we can bounce back that's just how we're built uh, we, I mean we would of course all love to start 1-0 but starting 0-1-1 that just makes the season more exciting and just shows us that we have to grind you get a, a, an opponent that you just don't see all too often all the way out from East Texas Texas High making the trip to McKinney talk a bit about just the challenge that their offense poses? Uh, they have really athletic guys, really fast, explosive offense, but I feel like we can match them uh, on our secondary and our linebackers. Uh, I feel like we can also really get after the quarterback. I feel like we can uh, pick on their line a little bit, so I'm excited for this game to see us get a lot of sacks and then possibly a few inter- interceptions as well. Both uh, both McKinney North and Texas High looking for that first district win, and it's only the second district game, but nevertheless in a district this competitive. Do you guys view this as a must-win already? Oh, or? yes, this is definitely a must-win. This district is, every game is tough. Every game is going to be a dogfight, so getting a win is just very important each and every week and week out. So then, I guess, looking at uh, your season, you've really done a, you've maintained the momentum that you built up as a junior when you were named to the um, to the All-District team. Talk a bit about how do you feel like you're, um, how have you grown as a linebacker just since last season? Uh, I've just grown on my comfortability with the position, really. I've learned how to read keys a little bit faster, fit my gap a little faster, and then adapt to what I see. I'm not really panicked when I, when I don't see something that we've practiced. I trust my abilities and what I've been taught to go out there and play with whatever they throw at me as a as a senior has your role changed much on the defense or is it kind of the same as last year it has uh, last year I was uh, my first year on varsity uh, so I was just really just trying to prove myself to the other guys but this year I, I stepped up as a leader I'm trying to lead my team to the playoffs this year so and our, our McKinney sports editor Kendrick Johnson has done a lot of writing about just the growth and improvement of this defense this season um from your vantage point just does this defense feel any different to you from years past and just how have you seen that growth it does this defense has a lot more swagger uh 
in total, our team attitude is very together. We, we're a very together team. It's a, it's a true brotherhood out there. We just give a lot of effort, and we're just really resilient, and we never give up. And that's what's most different about this defense. So then, um, lastly, before I let you go, with all that being said, what is it going to take on the defensive side, at least, to get the job done on Friday against Texas High? It's going to take playing fast. It's going to take reading our keys right and just trusting uh, our different calls and just executing our calls. Awesome, and that'll, that'll just about do Thank it. This you. is uh, Ezra Gore, senior linebacker for McKinney North. Once again, the Bulldogs, they host Texas High. Uh, 7 o'clock Friday out of McKinney ISD Stadium. Should be a fun one. It was yes, our game of the week, so hey, there you go. Yes, um, Ezra, best of luck to you guys, and thank hey, you. thank you for taking time to chat with us. Thanks again to Ezra Gore for taking the time to chat for our student-athlete spotlight in advance of Friday's game of the week between McKinney North and Texas High out of Texarkana. So we got four more games that we're going to break down a little bit, just quick hit them a bit and give some picks and just some of the other marquee games that are in our coverage area. Let's go out to Hebron for sure. a, a game that could, uh, I think at the start of the year, this was perceived as the District 668 championship bout, and yep. we'll see if that remains the case. But sure enough, we get two of the better teams in that district going down um, 7 o'clock. Uh, Friday, Capel Hebron. It's at the woodshed. Or is it it's at, at the, the woodshed. woodshed. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I'm on like the ten to favorite home teams, but I'm favoring Capel because mm-hmm. I think they're basically gonna have a game plan to not let Bridges beat them. Because Trajan Bridges haven't seen that guy play. Special guy will play in Norman on Saturdays next year, mm-hmm. and he makes one or two plays. It's like did he just do that? But I think they're gonna try to limit that and make somebody else beat them. And I don't think that's gonna mm-hmm. gonna occur. Yeah, Capel's coming off a uh, like I think the uh, a lot of the momentum was on Capel's side coming into this matchup. But then last week they scraped by Irving MacArthur in a matchup. That's a weird one, man. Really kind of just you look at the score, you look at just how it materialized. They had a rally in the fourth quarter, yeah. and against a I don't know if it was just a simple case of. Oh, Maybe overlooking him a little, yeah, overlooking him a little bit. Maybe looking ahead to, to Hebron and whatnot with as much as could be on the line Friday. Um, I'm kind of banking on that being the case. I ended up going with Capel as well. Trajan Bridges, one of the best receivers in the Metroplex, but Capel has one of the best DBs in Jonathan McGill, oh, and one of the uh, yeah, one of the few one of the few secondaries that I think has a player capable of. I don't know if you can totally shut yeah. down a player. Shut him and slow him down. Yeah, no, just just to contain no, him a bit yeah. more than most defenses can. Exactly. And I think that's it's not shutting down Trajan Bridges. I think that's enough to make the difference, so that's why I rolled with Capel in this one. Um, as far as the overall results, though, this was again, wow. Taylor. Oh, the loner again, man. Taylor, going yeah. lone wolf. Even at the woodshed, yeah. man. <laughs> Taking it. Yeah, which again, this feels like it should be a bit closer than a 5-1 to one margin in favor of Capel, but that's what the picket line says, so who are we to disagree with that? We shall Me, see. Me, apparently. <laughs> we shall see. Um, let's talk about um, the game that uh, let's see the game that you're going to be at, Taylor, on yes. Friday. Out at uh, District 75A Division 2, Friday, 7 p.m. at Falcon Stadium out in Lake Dallas. Yep. Lake Dallas hosting Denison. A Denison team that's coming off a pretty impressive victory over oh, Princeton. Yeah. A team that Lake Dallas, you actually saw Lake Dallas yeah. have to rally from behind them in the first half to defeat. Um, so where do you lean on this one, Taylor? This is the game that you're going to be at. So I, think the, I think the Denison-Princeton game is certainly interesting because those are the two teams that I had you know, battling for fourth place in that district coming into the season. And I think that Denison's win, while impressive, I don't think it diminishes, you know, Lake Dallas's 39-31 win because I think the Lake Dallas win over Princeton, one, it was weather impacted, which is, a, I mean, it was an hour and a half delay at least. Um, the Lake Dallas defense didn't play up to, you know, up to the standards that it's established for itself this year. Um, and Lake Dallas is coming off a bye as well. So they've had a week to, you know, well, two weeks, I guess, obviously, uh, to, to iron out. Um, some of those defensive miscues and missteps and, and kind of get on the same page. Ryan Depperschmidt, you know, pretty much every week except for against Frisco Reedy, which is, you know, kind of Lake Dallas's um, 
biggest test thus far has been Ryan Deppersman mm-hmm. and has been fine. Um, and I think that Lake Dallas is a better football team. I think coming off the bye, they're going to um, you know figure the defensive issues out. I think that Denison is is probably trending toward being that fourth team in that district behind mm-hmm. Lake Dallas, uh, Lovejoy, and Frisco Reedy. Yeah. Um, but I think that you know at home, Lake Dallas hasn't won at home uh, yet this year. Um, with with the defense having some time to figure some stuff out, I think Lake Dallas will take it over Denison. I think the the bye week is very crucial, especially yeah. when preparing for a team like Denison, which just from a sheer tempo standpoint is much faster yeah. than anything that Lake Dallas has seen up to that point. I think that's the kind of style that you need a little bit of advanced time to prep for, so I do think that pays off and that Lake Dallas is able to get the win over Denison. As far as where the picket line landed on this one, this was a 3-3 three to three split. Dead split. I love 3-3 three three splits. I love the section <laughs> on the picket line. Taylor, you and I, along with uh, Kendrick, hey, what do you know? Lake Dallas fan club right here. <laughs> we, uh, we decided to side with the Falcons. Um, Devin, Justin, Brian picking Denison, so we shall see. Something's got to give. Um, let's see. Let's shift gears to a Frisco ISD showdown. Frisco Lone Star. More interesting than I thought it Frisco would be. Frisco Wakeland, very in. much so. 7 p.m. Friday out at the Star. Um, another matchup where, like, last week's results might have thrown us a little bit off the scent on this one is Lone Star needed a... Uh, just needed everything that they could to scrape by Little Elm. Ten to seven, the second straight game that Lone Stars yeah. played decided by a ten to seven score. Yeah, that's why I'm going with the Wolverines this weekend. They get shot. They're gonna get brought down. <laughs> Any was there anything specific that kind of led you to that reasoning? Because obviously, oh, oh, I mean, oh, oh. picking Lone Star to lose a district game is uh, it's been a it's been a hot minute since that's happened. Yeah, well, Wakeland's been poisoned. Wakeland's team has gotten better. They had a mm-hmm. good game against North. They went back and forth defensive affair, and they just slowly but surely are building and pl- plugging the pieces in, and people getting experience. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of like they're they're looking at this as a measuring stick game, so they're gonna come in with that extra intensity. Taylor, where'd you land on this one? I took Lone Star. I think that you know the ten seven scores um, they scare you a little bit when you're trying to pick games for Lone Star, but but for me, not enough to come off taking them to win. Only um, we pick games for Lone Star because I think Lone Star. I mean, we talk about this. I feel like pretty much every week with certain teams, they're just one of the teams that you don't really go against unless yeah. you have a very a definitive reason to do so, and I think their defense is is for real. I think Wakeland's going to struggle to score points on their defense to the point where, obviously, the last couple of weeks, the offense hasn't had to even do much. So um, I think, you know, until further notice, Lone Star's still one of those teams that, that I'm going to take, especially in district play. So I went with uh, with Lone Star. Let's see. In the picket line, let's see. Where did we fail? I think Kendrick was the loner on this one. Kendrick, you were It was your turn. quite a few lone wolves on this, <laughs> on this, uh, this round table right yeah, now. Kendrick. Three, three and one on lone wolves so far this year. There you go. So, um, so, yeah, Kendrick, you took Wakeland. The other five of us took Lone Star to remain undefeated in district play. We shall see. Should be a fun one. Um, let's see. So let's round this out with a look at, let's see, a matchup out in District 11-6A. Uh, North Mesquite, an impressive North Mesquite team. You know, off to a nice little start under first-year head coach Tim Cedar. They got a nice test, though. They welcome Tyler Lee. And this game is Friday, 7.30, out at Mesquite Memorial Stadium. Much like Lake Dallas, North has had a couple weeks to prep for this one, prepping for their district opener. Um, they're off to a two and one start. Um, Tyler Lee, you know, was a little bit up and down in non-district, but looked the uh, you know looked a little bit better in getting a 42-31 victory over Rockwall Heath to begin its district campaign. Uh, Kendrick, where'd you land on this one? I, I got Tyler Lee. Just too much speed for the Stallions, and I think um, their 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 playmakers are going to be mm-hmm. get them to prevail, especially if it ends up being a shootout. I don't think Norfolk's giving enough firepower. Yeah, just kind of trusting in what you know Tyler Lee's resonate at this point versus. Yep. North Mesquites was the tiebreaker for me. And um, Taylor, I imagine you were kind of the kind of yep. the same logic there. Yep. 
So, I took uh, I took Tyler Lee. I think that you know it, it's another case where you know you look at the records and you know you look at the showing against John Tyler and you kind of have to throw that one out. <laughs> and it's just that I think that like you said, Tyler Lee's kind of record at this point and, and just kind of what we know about them and, and kind of expectations. A lot of times, you know, picking games with teams that we don't cover necessarily, mm-hmm. it comes down to you know what were kind of our first blush expect expectations for teams and and the teams that we think they're going to be um, instead of being very granular. And I think that you know all of us kind of lean Tyler Lee. Because of that, yeah, I mean, with North Mesquite, you know, wins over Arlington, Sam Houston, Fort Worth, Pasco, you know, it's a little bit. Uh, it's definitely a step up in competition yeah. Friday against uh, against Tyler Lee. So hey, we'll see. Maybe they are for yeah. real. So we shall see. But um, nevertheless, the picket line was in favor of uh, of Tyler Lee in this one by a margin of a six zero sweep. So there you go. Let's look at five of the biggest games that are on the docket for our coverage week this week. As far as coverage plans go. Kendrick, where are you going to be out on Friday? At the $7 million Palace. That is MISD Stadium, my home away from home. Mm-hmm. I'll be there for the fifth week, kiddo. <laughs> uh, how about you, Taylor? I will be out, as we mentioned, uh, at Lake Dallas for Lake Dallas and Denison. One I'm, I'm looking forward to. should be a good one. I get to see a team that I haven't seen yet this season with District 96A on its bye this week. I'm going to go help out our Denton County Sports Editor, Justin Thomas, and I'm going to be covering Marcus in their game against Irving Nimitz at Marauder Stadium. Those are Irving schools, man. Pesky. They're, they're creeping up. <laughs> yeah, so we shall see. Um, and that's a... Uh, as a quick look at um, just a nice preview in advance of some of the big games for week. What are we on week six of the Texas <laughs> High School football <laughs> They're all season? Together like a third of the way through, but we got a lot of a lot of football left to talk. So, nevertheless, that has been it for this edition of the Sir Local Media High School Sports Podcast. We'll all be out and about on Friday, tweeting up a storm during our games. Afterwards, the first spot that you can check out our games as well as video highlights, rapid reaction podcasts, the whole nine. StarLocalMedia.com. This has been Matt Welch, Taylor. <laughs> I do that all the time. You do that almost every episode. Yeah, I do. Really, I do. Almost every episode. Yeah, you think I'd remember y'all's names by now. Uh, Kendrick, Taylor, I appreciate y'all for swinging by. Folks, you enjoy the rest of your week, and we will talk to y'all later. Thanks for checking out this edition of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast, brought to you by Performance Food Group. Performance Food Group delivers more than 150,000 food and related products to customers all across the country. If you want to get in on that process, PFG just might have a spot for you. Their McKinney office is currently hiring. Job openings include Class A CDL drivers and warehouse order selectors, as well as many other entry and part-time positions. An ideal choice for college students or people just wanting to find new careers in general. Uh, for more information, you can visit their website at pfgc.com slash careers for more job openings. If you prefer to contact them by phone, you can call at 214-491-3130 for more details. Once again, that is Performance Food Group located in McKinney at 500 Metro Park Drive. Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than starlocaljobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all. StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.